In this video, you will meet biblical creatures that helped people in the Bible. Now, one of these animals is actually dead. And before I reveal which of these animals was dead and helped another human being, can you guess which creature you think it is? Number five, Balaam's donkey. Balaam was a greedy sorcerer who really messed up. And one day, there was a king called King Balak. And Balak was quite jealous. He was quite annoyed at the people of Israel because they were taking over his Moabite territory. So he said to Balaam, I'm going to hire you to curse the people of Israel. But Balaam replied, well, really, I have no power, no strength in and of myself to be able to curse the people of Israel. I need to go to the Lord first. So he took his request before the Lord God. And what did God say? You shall not curse this people, for they are blessed. But King Balak would not take no for an answer. And he really did raise the stakes. He put all of his money on the table and said, come on, name it. What do you want? Whatever you want, I will give it to you. And I will reward you handsomely for you to curse the people of Israel. So Balaam said, okay, just once more, I'll go before the Lord and ask him. And the Lord, perhaps because he was pestered so much, said, Go, go with this evil people. So Balaam wasted no time. He saddled his donkey and he started to make the journey with King Balak's servants ready to do harm to the people of Israel. But God was greatly angered and sent an angel of the Lord right into the middle of the road. This is where it gets very interesting. Balaam could not see this angel in front of him, but his donkey could see what was going on in the unseen world. I wonder, I wonder how many animals see things that we as humans do not see. And this donkey, it was a faithful donkey. He tried to protect Balaam, so he steered Balaam into a field. But Balaam got very angry and beat his donkey. And then the Lord opened the poor donkey's mouth and he cried out, Why are you beating me? Have I ever made a mess before? I have always tried to be a good donkey. I've been faithful to you. And then suddenly, the Lord opened Balaam's eyes and he saw right in front of him that angel of the Lord ready to slay the wicked prophet. I believe this is one of the most humbling stories in all of the Bible because it proves this scripture. God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise and God has chosen the weak things of the world to shame the things which are strong. About four years ago, I thought my ministry was over. One morning I woke up and I could not walk. I could put no pressure on my leg because I felt this excruciating pain from my hip right down to my ankle. And that day I was supposed to preach in a church. I can still remember the phone call with my pastor where I was crying my eyes out to him and I said, please, would you cancel the preaching engagement for me? Because I'm too embarrassed to ring this church. And graciously he took care of the situation. Anyway, a few weeks went by and I still was struggling to walk but I could manage a few steps and so I went to a minister's conference and there I met the most incredible man who I've never seen since but I believe the Lord put him there that day to help encourage me when I was in one of the weakest times of my life. So, bearing in mind, I'd now convinced myself that that was it, my ministry was over. How could I stand on a stepladder and preach if I couldn't stand for a few minutes without feeling pain? How could I preach in a pulpit if I couldn't walk more than a few steps? And as all of these thoughts are rushing through my mind, a man during the coffee break turns to me and says, excuse me, would you mind opening this packet of sugar for me? And at first I thought, is he joking? Which grown man can't open a packet of sugar? And then I looked and I saw his hands 
they were twisted and his legs were disabled and he really was struggling to do this very simple task. And so there I struck up a conversation with one of the nicest, loveliest strangers I have ever met. And I poured out my heart to him and told him all of my concerns. And he said, don't let that worry you. My church is quite happy to listen to me preach sermons in a chair. And as I spoke to him more and more, I saw the wisdom of the Lord pouring out from this man. That night when I went home, I spoke to Emma and I said, you know, Emma, it was just so beautiful to see how the Lord was using this man who the rest of the world would push aside. The rest of the world would say, no, he's a nobody. And yet the Lord God was using that man mightily to speak the oracles of God. So never, ever, ever believe the lie of the devil that I'm too weak to be used by God. I'm too ugly to be used by God. I'm too stupid. How could God use me? Because in fact, in God's kingdom, it's often the opposite way around. God uses weak, broken, sinful men and women so that all the glory goes back to him. Sorry to state the obvious, but Balaam's donkey was quite clearly alive. So what do you think is the dead animal in the Bible that was used to help another human being? Well, we're going to find out very shortly. Number four, Elijah's ravens. You might remember in our last video we talked about how Elijah was the man who stopped the rain. Well this is exactly the same miracle we're talking about. God was so angry at King Ahab and his evil wife Jezebel who was killing the prophets. So the Lord using Elijah stopped the rain and there was a massive drought over the land. But the Lord wanted to protect his servant so he commanded Elijah to go and hide in a ravine and there Every single day, the Lord sent ravens from heaven who brought bread and meat in the morning and in the night so that the prophet Elijah never lacked food and he also drank from the water of the brook that ran through the ravine. Why do I tell you that story? I tell it you for one reason and one reason alone. I need to remind you that one of the names of the Lord God is Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide. And I think most of us watching this video right now, at some point in our lives, have had financial worries where we think, how will I survive? Perhaps there's someone watching right now and you're really worried. I don't know where the next meal is going to come from. Well, I believe I'm here today to remind you that Jesus Christ himself said, the Father feeds the very birds of the air. Will he not feed you also? And sometimes God feeds the birds of the air, but also sometimes God uses the birds of the air to feed you. And I'm not talking about KFC chicken right now. When Elijah obediently went into the wilderness, he had no backup plan. He had no energy bars stuffed underneath his cloak. There was no burger van around the corner. No, he had to totally rely on the Lord God and have faith that God would turn up. And did the Lord fail him? No, and neither will the Lord fail you. The Bible says he will supply our every need. Not our every craving, not our every want, but our every need. And sometimes God withholds things from us because he knows at the moment this isn't good for me to have. But he will always supply for us. People often ask me, why is it you don't put adverts in front of your YouTube videos? Why do you not monetize your channel? One of the reasons is this. I believe that I've been called to live by faith. I'm not saying that's for everyone, but for me personally, that means I don't sell merch. I don't put adverts in front of my channel. I have no set salary because I believe if the Lord really wants me in ministry, 
then he will provide. And I don't want to be in a place where the Lord doesn't want me. So the evidence that the Lord wants me to stay in ministry is that he will keep on providing for me. But I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, well, it's very easy for you to say that, Joe. You've got 700,000 subscribers. Of course people will fund your ministry. Well, let me tell you something else. When I didn't even have 10 subscribers to my name, the Lord still provided. And sometimes it was in very supernatural ways. Because as Hagar said, you are the God who sees me. And the whole world might not see you. To the rest of the world, you might be a nobody. It might be as if you don't even exist. But I want to tell you right now, the Lord God sees you, he loves you, and he will provide for his children. Hey now, have you got any ideas of what you think this dead animal could be? Well, before I reveal the answer, here's number three, Peter's fish. You know the story well. Peter and the disciples have gone out fishing, and they have caught absolutely nothing all night. And they see in the distance there's a man on the shore, and he calls out to them, have you caught anything yet, lads? And the disciples reply, no. So this man who at the moment they think is a total stranger says, why don't you put your net on the right side of the boat? And so Peter and the disciples think, well we might as well give it a try. So they put it on the right side of the boat and suddenly they get the biggest haul, the biggest amount of fish they have ever caught in all of their life. And when they see this huge catch, suddenly it clicks. Who is that man? It is the Lord. Okay, watch this. Jesus is about to ascend back to heaven. Jesus has just risen from the dead and this is one of the last times he will ever appear before the disciples. So why did he choose this particular miracle to show the disciples his power? I'll tell you why because it was a sign of what Jesus was about to do through Peter. Peter has never seen a bigger catch of fish in all of his life. But do you remember what Jesus Christ once said to Peter? Follow me and I will make you a fisher of men. You see, Peter has just caught all of these fish, but the Lord Jesus Christ has lined up an even bigger catch for Peter in a couple of days' time. And around two weeks later, Peter would stand up on the day of Pentecost. And what does the scripture say? And that day, about three thousand souls were added to them. If Jesus had told Peter that day you will be used by God to bring in three thousand souls into the kingdom, I'm going to use you to preach the most powerful sermon that will bring one of the biggest catches in history, Peter would have said, no Lord, you can't use me. I've just denied you three times. How can you use a sinful man like me? But Jesus was showing Peter when he brought in this huge net of fish, I'm not finished with you yet and I'm still going to use you. Though you've failed, though you've messed up, I am the God who uses sinners for my own glory. Okay, number two, are you ready for the dead animal that helped a person in the Bible? Well, that dead animal is Samson's lion carcass. Samson was the strongest man in all of the Bible physically, but he was also probably one of the weakest spiritually. And Samson's job was to protect the people of Israel from this wicked enemy, the Philistines. But Samson had no interest in protecting his own people. In fact, he'd rather spend time with the Philistines and date their women the Lord took the initiative and he sent, he engineered a sort of situation that would force Samson into a rivalry with this evil people. One day Samson is walking down the road to the people of Philistine. He wants to meet an unbelieving woman and there in front of him the Lord has sent a lion, a ferocious lion which attacks Samson. Now because Samson was so strong he tore the lion into pieces and left the dead lion on the side of the road and thought nothing of it. 
Anyway, a couple of weeks went by and Samson again is walking down the same road to meet this unbelieving woman and then something catches his eye. There in front of him is that dead lion that he killed the other day. And suddenly he notices something else about this dead lion's carcass. Inside the lion's body is a swarm of bees and the bees have produced the most sweet, delicious honey. And this gives Samson an idea for a riddle. The riddle goes like this. Out of the eater came something to eat. Out of the strong came something sweet. And if you know the story of Samson and the Philistines, Samson used this riddle to mock them and it started a great battle which would ensure that God would get his glory and God's people of Israel would be protected because Samson would use his strength to defeat an awful lot of Philistines. Now, this is the bit that's going to blow you away. When we look at Samson's life, when we see that death of the lion, we see there's a sweetness that comes from death. And that reminds us that there's a sweetness that came from the death of the Lord Jesus Christ. Why do I say that? The Bible says, for the Christian, for the believer, the sting of death has been removed. Death, where is your sting? Because now we have put our trust in the risen Lord Jesus Christ. We don't need to fear the grave anymore. I remember once going to a Christian funeral and I went in a black suit with a black tie and I was kind of shocked because everyone in the congregation was wearing different colored ties. In fact, the lady, the Christian lady's husband was wearing a pink tie. And I said, if you don't mind me asking, why am I the only one in a black tie? He said, because Georgie's in heaven. We don't need to be sad about that. She's with the Lord right now. This is a day of rejoicing. And that really did wake me up. Because Jesus Christ himself said, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And any man, any woman who has put their trust in the Lord Jesus Christ has a hope beyond the grave. Because Christ Jesus conquered the grave. They put him on a cross. Everyone thought it was over. Everyone thought when he was dying there for the sins of the world, it was finished. But Christ proved them all wrong and he conquered the grave and showed them that he was God in a skin, God in a flesh. And he is the only man who can empty dead men and dead women's graves. And I've got to ask you, have you come to the Son of God who was nailed to a cross, who died on that cross because he loved you, taking the punishment for your sins? Have you come to the Son of God who offers forgiveness of sins? Have you come to the Son of God who is willing right now to give you a place in heaven and to beat your grave? Because when the believer dies, it's not the end, it's only the beginning. But hey now, you've probably guessed number one. What is this animal which has helped another person in the Bible? Well, because I've run out of time, you'll have to click this video here to find out what that animal is. And if you haven't yet subscribed, please do. We'd love to see you again. God bless you all and thank you for watching.